Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. This reading is taken from Acts chapter 12, verses 1 to 17. About this time, King Herod began to persecute some members of the church. He had James, the brother of John, put to death by the sword. When he saw that this pleased to the Jews, he went to arrest Peter. This happened during the time of festival of unleavened bread. After after his arrest, Peter was put in jail where he was handed over uh, to be guarded by four groups of four soldiers each. Herod planned to put him on trial in public after the Passover. So Peter was kept in jail, but the people of the church were praying earnestly to God for him. The night before Herod was going to bring him out to the, to be to to the people. Peter was sleeping between two guards. He was tied with two chains and there were guards on duty at the prison gate. Suddenly an angel of the Lord stood stood there. A light shone in the cell. The angel shook back Peter by the shoulder, woke him up and said, Hurry, get up at once. Chains fell off Peter's hands. Then the angel said, fasten your belt and put on your sandals. Peter did so, and the angel said, put your cloak around you and come with me. Peter followed him out of the prison, not knowing, however, if what the angel was doing was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed by the first guard post and then the second, and came to the last iron gate leading into the city. The gate opened for, uh, for them by itself, and they went out. They walked down the street and suddenly the angel left Peter. Then Peter realised what happened to him and said, now I, now I know that this is really true. The Lord sent his angel to rescue me from from Herod's power and from everything the, Jew, the Jewish people expected to happen. Aware of this situation, he went to the home of Mary, the mother of John Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. Peter knocked on the, uh, on, at the door out at the outside door and a servant named Rhoda came to answer it. She recognised Peter's voice and was ha- and was so happy that she ran back without opening the door and announced that Peter was standing out- outside. You are mad, they told her, but she insisted that it was true, so they answered it. Answered, it is his angel. Meanwhile, Peter kept on knocking. At last, they opened the door and they and when they saw him they were amazed he motioned with his hand for them to be quiet and explained to them how the lord brought him out out of prison tell this to james and the rest of the believers he said then he left and went somewhere else so good morning and welcome to our third talk on amazing children amazing god Together we're exploring how God uses children um, to tell us more about him, his love for us, how much he does love us, and today how God surprises us, how faithful he is, even when our own faithfulness falls short. So my name's Rosie, um, and I've been worshipping here at St George, George's for about two years. And today we're looking at the story told by Luke in Acts, through the eyes of Rhoda. We don't really know very much about Rhoda, but unlike Jairus' daughter that we heard about a couple of weeks ago, 
We do know her name. We don't know how old she was, but we can probably guess that she was a, a servant girl in the household of Mary. There are loads of Marys in the Bible, just like in my family, where all the women are either called Mary or Jean. Rosemary here. Um, but this Mary is um, Mark's mum. It's about 12 years after Jesus has gone to be with God, and Peter is travelling all over the region to tell as many people as possible about Jesus. And while lots of people are beginning to believe in God and believe in Jesus, there are also people that don't like this. They want to stop Peter. And King Herod, there are lots of Marys in the Bible, there are lots of Herods in the Bible as well, aren't they? There's the Herod who was around um, when Jesus was born. There's another Herod when Jesus was crucified. And this Herod um, who is here now. And this is the one that the Bible tells us was eaten by worms. This Herod is on a mission. He wants to kill people who are telling others about Jesus. And he's already had James killed for doing just that. And now he has Peter in jail and is planning to have Peter killed too. So that's the story so far. I'm going to need your help, if you're up for it, <laughs> um, as we listen to the whole story again. It will come up on the screen as a reminder, but every time I say certain words, there's some actions um, and some responses to, to be made. So when I say prison, can you please reply, let me out. Let's just have a go. So prison. Let me out. Oh, good. I thought it might be a bit pantomime-esque, but that's great. Thank you. So when I say pray or praying, so we're going to do praying and praying and praying. So the Bible tells us that the believers prayed earnestly. So we're going to be praying and praying and praying. Thank you. And when it says dreaming, we're going to say it can't be true, it can't be real. So dreaming, it can't be true, it can't be real. And then when we have door, we're going to have let me in. So knocking at the door, let me in. All right, let's see how we get on. So Herod didn't want Peter to escape from prison. Let me out. Peter had already escaped once before, so Herod made sure he was chained up, and he had not one, not two, not three, but four guards outside his prison cell. Let me out, Herod thought. Peter will never get out of my prison. Let me out. The Christian believers found out that Peter had been put in prison. Let me out. And they gathered to pray, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And on the night before Peter was due to be killed, the Christians got together in Mary's house to pray. And they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed for Peter. Meanwhile, back at the prison, let me out, with the guards keeping their watch and Peter, oh, I think I forgot to say this one, fast asleep. Can we do some snoring noises? Okay, so asleep snoring noises. Peter was fast asleep. And an angel came into the cell, and the cell was filled with light. And Peter thought he must still be asleep. 
I'm dreaming. It can't be true. It can't be real. The angel led Peter out of the jail. And even though he was safe and free, Peter thought he was still asleep. And he had to be dreaming. It can't be true. It can't be real. Peter headed straight to Mary's house where lots of people were praying. And they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And Peter knocked at the door, let me in. <laughs> and he knocked again on the door, let me in. And once more, he knocked on the door, let me in. So Rhoda, hearing the knock, ran to the door, let me in. She ran there, recognized Peter's voice, and straight away she ran back to tell everyone in the house that Peter was at the door. Let me in. But the others, the ones who had been praying, and they were praying and praying and praying, they didn't believe her. Rhoda, you must be dreaming. It can't be true. It can't be real. There's no way Peter's at the door. Let me in. But when they checked for themselves, they saw it was Peter. He wasn't in prison, let me out. But he was at the door, let me in. And they opened it and everyone shouted, it is true, it is real, God is good. We just practiced that last one again. And they went to the door and they saw it is true, it is real. God is good. What a great story about how God surprises us. He hears and he answers our prayers. I've heard this story called Peter Surprises Rhoda. But I think it should really be called Peter, that God surprises everybody, including Peter, but not Rhoda. Rhoda was overjoyed and she rejoiced when she recognized Peter's voice at the door. She was excited and she went running back to tell everyone, leaving poor old Peter, and there's a good old Scottish word, chapping, chapping at the outer gate. The believers, although they were praying earnestly, couldn't quite accept Rhoda's word that God had answered their prayers. So they made excuses for her and you can almost imagine the believers saying things like this when they heard what Rhoda was saying. So it's been day. It's been a long day. She's not well. She's imagining things. Oh, she's tired. Okay. You can really imagine that, can't you? What, what does a servant girl know? So who does this remind you of? Women not being believed. God using women first to spread his good news. And you've got a nice big smile on your face. Who does that, who does that remind us of, do we think? That first Easter morning, the woman who went to the tomb and first saw the risen Jesus, they weren't believed either. 
and there was a bit of this going on too. Can you read the wording there? So ladies, thanks for being the first to witness and report the resurrection. We'll take it from here. <laughs> there was a bit of that going on. Although those Christians in Mary's house have been praying hard, earnestly, probably for the very thing that had just happened, they didn't allow themselves to believe it. But Rhoda knew that God both hears and answers prayer. Our prayers can be big, they can be huge, they can be enormous, or they can be small. They can be theologically complex, or innocent chats with a loving Heavenly Father. I read recently about a little girl who was learning the Lord's Prayer and she prayed it like this. Our Father in Heaven, hello be your name. <laughs> so there are innocent, heartfelt prayers, but there are also like big prayers as well. So we're going to hear an audio of Dr. Martin Luther King just after his life had been threatened in the most vile of ways and just before he was assassinated. This is him turning to his Lord in prayer. The recording isn't very clear, it's a bit scratchy, and we, need, we may need to really concentrate and listen carefully to these words, but it's no bad thing. His voice needs to, to continue to be heard for future generations. I tell you, I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I felt sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard the voice of Jesus saying still to fight on. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. No, never alone. No, never alone. Promise never to leave me. Never to leave me alone. He promised never to leave me. Big prayers, little prayers, prayers that we see answered, like Peter being rescued from the prison. Prayers we can't necessarily see being answered or understand what's happened to our prayers, like James being killed or Dr. King being assassinated assassinated God hears all our prayers and he does answer them and we pray not so much for what we want or we want God to do but because we're loved by God because of what he has done for us in Jesus so prayer isn't transactional I ask therefore I get but it is relational prayer leads to a deeper greater relationship with God and that relationship is strengthened when we pray through life's ups and downs, its twists and its turns. Not necessarily looking for set answers or quick fixes, but in search of him. A wise woman of the church, Evelyn Underhill, said, If God were small enough to be understood, he would not be big enough to be worshipped. We can't always work out the whys and the wherefores, the whys and the why nots, but we do delight and trust in our relationship with God, who is, he is big enough to be worshipped. 
We delight that we can pray and we trust in his unfailing goodness and kindness as we hold fast to these words spoken in Jeremiah. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Every Sunday in church, we pray together, your kingdom come. We were reminded a few weeks ago when we were praying, come Holy Spirit, of kind of almost like oh, what a dangerous prayer it is, what a big prayer. It's short, but it's a big prayer. And when we pray, your will be done, we are praying this with trusting hearts, and that strengthens our relationship with God and acknowledges that come what may, whatever happens, that he's in charge. And that's effectively what we've promised to do as a church family this morning um, as we've pledged our support to Imikin and her family. Come what may, God's in charge, we're in this together. And when God's in charge, things happen, but sometimes, sometimes we're just too busy, even doing important things like praying, that we can't see what God is doing. We can be so busy with the business of prayer or looking for what, for what we've already thought is the only answer. Almost like got tunnel vision, the blinkers are on, that we can't see God at work. We forget to acknowledge him and we carry on carrying on. On the one hand, on this hand, we limit God and reduce him to something akin to a magic wand. And on the other hand, this hand, when God does do something miraculous, we miss it. We rationalize it. We question it. We don't allow it to be a truth or a blessing in our life. The Lord says in Jeremiah, you will seek me and find me, not when you're busy, but you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. We'll just have a look at our last slide now. It just might help us to, to take away thinking about Rhoda. Um, take it away into our week that she rejoiced when she heard Peter's voice. She was overjoyed because she knows, she knew that God hears our prayer and that he answers our prayer and that God is doing great things even when we are sometimes too busy to notice. There we go. So let's bow our heads and pray as, just before we come to our our next song. Father God, you are an amazing Abba Father to us. We delight in your kindness to us. We thank you for Jesus and that because of him we can talk to you like this. Help us to see and recognize you at work in our lives and give us the joy, the eagerness and belief that Rhoda had so that we may bring you glory each and every day. We trust in you for our big prayers and we trust in you for our little prayers, knowing in our hearts that you are a faithful God 
who both hears them and answers them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.